It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. Joining me as Voice of Reason is Maggie DePaulo. Hi, Maggie. Hey, Paul. We were both talking about shows we did last night that we weren't Oof. happy with. I bombed. Nah, I don't think it was as bad as you thought. You always listen to it and it's always, uh, it's always not as bad. It, was, a, it was an I quit comedy bomb, <laughs> but you've talked me into staying. Yeah, you'll be fine. I had a di- uh, person have a diabetic seizure at one of my shows and the ambulance came and they escorted him out. So as someone said, one of a comedian friends said, because they wanted to figure out how they can get out of watching me. Maybe they wanted they you did. to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's good to see you come back. You're still, still married and still have a kid, huh? Yep. Still That's have a, a kid. She's uh, almost eight months old now. Wow. So. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That's eight months. That's a long time. As long as I was almost was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. I know how it works. Okay. It's I'm impressive. Just making sure. Well, enough of the jibber jabber. We have a special guest uh, today, a uh, good friend of ours, uh, mm-hmm. comedian, life coach. Um, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't qualify myself. Not as a life coach. coach. No. Attorney. Yes. Uh, Stand up, also improv, director. Uh, no, keep going. I don't know. <laughs> this model, is making me feel much better model, about my life. Oh my god! Thank uh, you. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. You, you're, you're, you're a triple, quadruple threat. Numbers are Mars strength. and Kelly. Yes. <laughs> thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Well, you're recently single. Yeah, I ended my relationship just to do this show. Just so. to do this show for the There's career a long waiting list. Really? People yeah. Are. But you, you've always been. How long were you in that relationship? Like over two years. That's a long time. Yeah. Is that the longest one you've ever been in? Um, close to or okay. equal to, like around there. Okay. It seems to be like my out. <laughs> like, you pulled out of this one? Oh, I don't know. Okay. It was like a like just like a mutual crumbling of right. of workingness. Now, when something's not working, I'm I'm do that mine usually go around two, three months before they figure it out. But <laughs> it's not very long. That's like how long it takes someone to get to know you. <laughs> like uh, a very base level. Yeah, that's when they figure out they're like, what am I doing here? I actually got it. I went on a date recently and, and I got a text. Uh, when I say recently, I mean yesterday. But uh, she's like, yeah, I think we're both not. We both can agree that that didn't go well. I was like, <gasps> I, I didn't think it was that, that bad. <laughs> I, I like I want to be the type of person who can say things like that at the end of the day. Like we can all agree that we're not going to see each other again. Right? Oh, see, I could never do that. I'm just. I just lie. Well, the reason I can't be like that is that exact scenario where like, I'm so sure that we're all on the same page. And then like he goes on his podcast and is like, actually I was blindsided by <laughs> right. this evil woman right. <laughs> who was just trying to be honest. It said, it said, nice to meet. I think we both can agree we're in different places in our life. Wish you success in your stand up. Take care. <laughs> Like, all like period like, like literally <laughs> i could have sent that like that that's very much on i'm brand. gonna cut and paste that and just be like but would you see like i wouldn't i yeah i, I would let them do it you you are the person that takes the initiative yeah i don't know i sometimes sometimes i take the initiative and other times i'm like let's just see what happens if i'm quiet for like and months. see what they do yeah yeah it's not ghosting if you're like open you're talking about happens. when you're in a relationship. Oh, no. Just like after a date, after okay. like meeting someone and there's like clearly a spark and you're like, ooh, what'll happen? Yeah. Maybe nothing. But this girl did not think there was a spark. <laughs> I didn't like- think so either. But at least I was like, I was like, okay. She, like when I meet someone within like uh, a week, uh, like a, not a week, within like hour, like a minute, I can tell that they're not, they either are in or out. 
And uh, even if they're out, I'm like, um, then I'm like, well, I want to know why they don't like me. Like, I want to be <laughs> you're like, such a why? glutton for punishment. This is like the same. This is like the third comedy show in a night thing where you're like, I know this isn't going to go well yeah. for me, but yeah. I got to do it. Yeah, I just want to know why. I want to send be, them like I, a survey. Like, what was? <laughs> oh my! That he, would like I to know. Do he totally know. would send us. I would do that. Actually, I think it's a good idea. With like um, a coupon for legal services at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here, here's free tickets to, to drink table. Right. Yeah. Have you gotten a parking ticket recently? Yeah. But I, I think that like I just I don't. I, I, if someone doesn't like me, I want to make sure it's because of who I am, not because of who they think I am. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, th- I've had people not like me. I'm like, oh, you don't like me because you think I'm like that. But that's like not me. But do you want someone that shallow like that, that like someone who doesn't get you on such a base level? I think there's like if you're being misunderstood in, in out in society in any way, shape or form. Like, I don't I don't like that. I mm-hmm. want to be like, OK, actually, like I had an argument with someone about politics last night. And they were like, they had this assumption that I was this like right wing, you know, person because I was just arguing facts about uh, M- Medicare or whatever. And then I was like, listen, like, I know you don't like what I'm saying, but that's not who I am. Like, <laughs> it, I, I just don't like when people right. have a, a misperception. But if they're like, oh, you're if they were right about me and they hate me, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Then lean into that. I want me. them to really hate me. Then Part of who you are is baiting people to hate you for not being who you are. Like that's <laughs> No, it's, I it's I think, interesting. I think I hate indifference. I want people people to either really like me or really hate me for I the feel right like that reasons. Tracks. Yeah. Does I feel that like make that, sense? I feel like I see that in your comedy too. You yeah. Know? Totally. yeah. Well we did we did law stuff together yeah. too and you know like uh like I'm like, okay, if this guy's gonna be na- like I'm gonna lean into right. this and make them really like piss them <laughs> off. And that's how I feel. I don't know. Oh. But with relationships, yeah, like I don't like when someone doesn't like me. I'm like, well what are why? I mean, I don't care if you don't date me, but why don't you like me? <laughs> I feel like I'm the her? opposite. You're going to ask her that? No, I don't care. She was kind of annoying. But uh, <laughs> she was also drunk. Uh, that's another thing, too. Like, for me, if I go on a date and they've already been drinking, I'm almost like, why would you do that? See, I'm so surprised that she was, like, a drunk date given all the periods yeah. in her yeah. text <laughs> message. Like, to me, someone who used periods in a text message is not someone who gets, like, day drunk on a date. Yeah. Like, right. Those are very different people. It was a day. Or was, even follows up so, like, professionally. Yeah. Right. Within <laughs> hours, yeah. yeah. Oh, but, my gosh. Okay, so... Let's so, talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> nice deflection there. Thank you. Um, it was going really well for me for a second. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of people like, like, oh, sorry, I just got to do it for 30 minutes. I can get out of it. So you are, are you back t- trying to get into a relationship or not? I'm never trying to get into a relationship. It just happens. It's not, I mean, yeah, it does seem to, that, I mean, when you spend enough time with someone, just like eventually that seems to be like kind of the, the organic culmination of, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not, I'm not like looking for anything. I'm just open. Have people hit you up already when they Oh yeah. Up? I've been on, I've been on a couple of dates. I went on a date with my, my Lyft driver yesterday. Really? You yeah. did? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God. Tell us. How did that? Um, we had a really great conversation in the Lyft. Um, <laughs> yeah. We just did- like really got along well. And um, we were just talking about, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Um, I think we were talking about the stars. <laughs> In the sky or yeah, on like Oscar? Yeah, in, in the sky. Yeah, we were talking about the stars in the sky and like art and like just like stuff you like, it's like a very organic, con- like it was very much like a first date conversation, but this was just like organically happened in a lift. And at the end, um, she was like, I'd like to continue this conversation. And I was like, wow, that was so smooth. Like, I don't think I would have thought to say that. I had like While my you business card. Up. Yeah. Oh. Um, so she asked me if I wanted to continue the conversation as I handed her my business card. And <laughs> <laughs> it was you just, need- it was like a, it was, it was a cool. Now, which business card? card did you give her i gave her the mars i I only have business cards for my comedy so yeah um (laughs) 
so, so that was the date or you had another date? We had after another that? date. We okay. met for coffee um, okay. and it was super nice. It was super fun. Yeah. Is it so weird when they're like facing you then? It was. Yeah. Their <laughs> face did not look like I imagined it. It, it was it was a good face. After um, the date, did you like give her four stars? No. Oh, my it? God. That was actually the most stressful part about the whole interaction oh, was yeah. figuring out how to tip after that interaction. You know, it was right. like I was like, is a dollar like, like obviously I have to tip because if and I know it's like anonymous when you tip. But I was like, if no one tips her today, she'll know that I didn't tip her. Wait, what do you mean it's anonymous? They don't they don't say like this user tipped oh, you. Oh, really? Or, yeah. Because I, I, I Googled all of this. <laughs> because I was like, I, I wasn't They just sure. know if they did get a tip. They just find out like how, oh. like what tips they got. They don't like, there's not a I way to track it. I that's how they know. I that's mean, how you get your rating up is by being a good tipper. I was told apparently that you don't even get the tips in real time. So like you can't oh. even tell like the rider who just got out and then you get tipped $3 or whatever. So I see I got, this is interesting. You're just bringing this up. <laughs> I did a deep dive on this. <laughs> I always try to tip right away because otherwise I'll forget. Um, it, it reminds me when you go back on that. Yeah. But then I'm like, did I like that guy that much? And I don't know how much to tip him. But I tried to tip right away. And last night, the guy, it said, so-and-so thanked you for your tip. So mm. I feel like... You're using uh, an elite service probably, Maggie. You're <laughs> like, right. you're in Winnetka now. We don't, <laughs> you know, we don't, Stop. She's like, but I use Uber X or whatever, the, or Uber Black. So what did you shut up? What did you end up <laughs> tipping her? So I, I came up this with this. This is during the... The ride portion of the time. We're not talking about tipping at oh, the right coffee. After. Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is the this is post ride, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I have this brilliant idea. I'm going to tip her like three thirty three because that's like a like a spiritually significant number, and we had talked about like um, angel numbers and stuff. And oh. um, but then Lyft doesn't let you tip in specific in, oh, cent amounts, no. so I think I tipped her like three dollars or five dollars. I can't remember. I went back and forth. I texted like four people about it, and we decided that like I think I think we decided three dollars was like it could be from anyone, but it's probably from someone he had like some sort of connection with but right. it's not like oh i'm tipping you five dollars i'm in love with you you know right. so what about after <sighs> the the date did you then go back and change your your uh, comments about her no I, it was <laughs> it was totally chill like i think um you're gonna see her again yeah i think we're gonna hang out again okay. um just see what happens it's gonna be hard if you do end up dating her and then you need a ride and then you know what else is going to be awkward that like she literally just she... occurred to me is yes, yes, the Lyft driver does live right by me, um, oh, no. but okay. also I'm still living with my ex, um, oh, no. <laughs> who's, really? um, who doesn't who doesn't know yet about this date. So that's going to be fine. Okay. Um, I'm sure. Wait. So do you guys have plans to not live together? Yeah, we have a two bedroom and our roommate had moved out a while ago. So I, I'm, we like we're, we're sharing space and it works because we like co-parent a giant dog together, which mm-hmm. is just hard in a city without a car and, and we get along well. So but yeah, it's um, it's definitely like a, a dynamic that most people wouldn't choose. <laughs> how are you going to? Well, how long are you guys giving to move out or what, what are you? Uh, I mean, it's like in in progress. I have a place to go. I just like need to sell all of my stuff and and pack it all up and, you know, do all the things. And does she know, are you guys, so she doesn't know about this date, but does she know that you are dating? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Is she also dating? Yeah. Okay. But they're not, you guys aren't bringing people back or no that's like and I, so i think it's like that very like eggshell stage where it's yeah. like i think we both know we're like seeing other people but like um maybe not know that we were going to talk about it on podcasts so right. <laughs> <laughs> see so, yeah i'm sure that's it'll right. be fine <laughs> this will we'll release this in in, in august <laughs> yeah we'll um, give you some time to move out right <laughs> so other than the lift date have you have you gone on like uh 
bus driver dates or Uber, any other? I haven't been on any bus driver dates. I have gotten asked on like a shocking number of Uber and Lyft dates. So that's just the first one I've been on like recently, like within the last two weeks. I think Where they ask you in the, on the ride or yeah, after? Like after. Like how do they, uh, first of all, are they just women that are asking you or men? And no, women? everyone else that's asked me has been a man. Okay. Um, but so it's, how- and it hasn't been creepy. It hasn't been like creepy or harassy or like anything like that. Like it's usually just like we have a very good conversation and then like the ride ends. And they're like, man, that was like such a fun conversation. Conversation. I like. I, I don't want you to get it. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, but you're gonna let me, right? And they're like, yes. <laughs> What's your Instagram handle? How do they know you're like? So, what do you talk about when you jump in? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, um, it varies. Sometimes I'll just be like, "How's your day?" And then they'll talk for like seven minutes about how their day is going, and like something will come up in there that I connect to, and like I don't know. I just I like. And at the end, they're like, "Hey, would you like to go out again?" Yeah, or they'll just be like, we should connect. I'd love to hang out sometime. Like, do you have an Instagram? You know. Oh, you get new followers. But how do you, so how do you, how do <laughs> you uh, followers. draw the line between, you're like, hey, how do you let them off? Um, by not responding to the DMs they send okay. me later. Oh, so well, they find you and then message you right. on Instagram. So okay. sometimes I'll respond. Like, if I feel called to respond, I will. And if I'm like, this was definitely just like an Uber thing, you know, like we connected in that <laughs> moment, but like this wasn't meant we to be like a, a life yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting you're getting this many like single driver. <laughs> like, I always get like someone's grandpa from LaGrange who's like <laughs> driving me around very I, slowly. Well, yeah. That's where you live. You're in the suburbs All right. now. This is still in the city. <laughs> Wait. But Mar- you have an out though, right? Because I mean, can't you just you you don't date guys, right? Actually, that's a new thing. I'm okay. trying. Um, you are. <laughs> yeah. When did I, this? How did this? First of all, when you say new thing, what do you mean? Uh, well, I mean, I identified as gay as a lesbian for a long time, and then over the past like couple of years, I guess over the last year, really, I've just I felt more. Like, as I've been becoming a little more awake, as I'm getting to know myself better, I've just kind of realized I don't really identify at all with gender for myself. And so once I was kind of like, I don't need to, like, fit within this confine of, like, being a woman. I can just I can just be whatever I feel like each day. What's that called then? How do you identify that? I guess non-binary. But it's it's like it is it's whatever it is. You know, people see me as female or however they're going to see me. And I'm not I'm not offended by it. It doesn't affect my reality or my experience of life. But I think just ever since I started having this disconnect from gender, it didn't make sense for me to only be um, attracted to to one type of gender. It just made it easier for me to connect with people, um, just kind of like who sparks my soul and and not really um, be distracted by like what their physical body happens to look like. Have you uh, have you always before you identified as a lesbian, did you ever date? guys when you were younger yeah I dated guys in college um mainly as like a way to prove to myself that I was sure I could be straight <laughs> so it's like what it do was you mean definitely by that? like a different mindset like I wasn't attracted to men but like everyone was so it was one of those things where I was like if I just keep dating dudes long enough like eventually I'll find one that I'm attracted to you know like <laughs> did you is it because of just social norms and pressure that you wanted to do that or are you just I think so I think I didn't really know that there was an option like I think I didn't know that there was like another way to be I just, well, you grew up in the South. You're yeah. In the South. No, I, is it New Orleans? Um, south uh, from North Carolina. Okay. And um, I think I just kind of thought we all felt this way. Like we were all very apathetic about the other sex and like we're just all trying to make the best of it. And <laughs> when did you know that you were 
Oh, not attracted to men, I guess. Um, you knew that before? When I started watching Law & Order SVU, <laughs> <laughs> oh I started Are you serious? Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> I was like, my obsession with Mariska Hargitay could not have been explained by anything other than just like being very gay, like right. extremely gay at the time. Like, And I, I even went to like a therapist and I was like, look, like I'm, I don't think that I'm straight. And, and she asked How me old why. Are you? I was like 21, okay. maybe. And, um, and she asked me why, and I was like, because the feelings I have for Mariska Hargitay oh are not God. straight. That's like, crazy. <laughs> like, I need to look she her was up. so pivotal. Now? She's, yeah, yeah, she's, she's still, still on, on there. there. It's, it's different now, but... So, but in high school then, you, you had no clue, or you kind of had a clue? Or? I mean, like, I knew I wasn't, like, excited about guys. And, like, I was actually a really horrible friend to have in high school, because if you told me you had a crush on a guy, I would be like, oh, okay, that's a guy we have a crush on, you know? Like, what do you mean? So, like, just if, like, if my friend was like, oh, I, I think Craig is so hot, I'd be like, oh, cool, Craig is a guy we think is hot. I have a crush on <laughs> Craig now, you know? And so, like, just I was program like, it in your brain. I, yeah, I was just, like, nabbing people's crushes, because they were just giving me intel on, like, who we were supposed to find attractive because that wasn't like intuitive to me like, but were you naturally attracted to women I had a lot of close like female friends that I would fall in love with and yeah. I guess I just thought it was like this fun quirky thing about me you know right. like wow I fall like so hard for the girls that I'm friends with right like, it's just hilarious I guess and so college dated guys and then when did you start dating women? After college, I went to law school and um, and that's when I started. Did you find I, like, Marissa? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Actually, yes. Like she played a very large role in my entire um, career and life. Is path. she a lesbian? No, oh, she's okay. straight. Um, yeah, no. But I, I do have like a lot of fan fiction that would suggest <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Listen, I told you I had a special treat for listeners loyal listeners of the show, Singles Only. And here it is. You heard me talk about the book Perfect Pain, which is a memoir by my friend Param Parastron. It's an awesome book about his journey, his life journey of how he had this perfect life on paper, family, successful career, money, everything, but he had an underlying pain that he didn't address. And this book addresses that. It addresses his life in an amazing way. He had such a cool life, um, and he had some personal demons that he struggled with. And through therapy, he conquers that. It's a great book. I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Read it, perfectpain.com. But here's what I'm going to do. I talked to the author, Param Parastron, and he is going to let me give away a book every week. Here's what you have to do to get a free book. Subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. Once you've given us a review, five-star review, um, message me and tell me you did it, and I'm going to send you the book. Once, one a week. We're going to do this until we run out of books. I've got 22 to give away, it sounds like. So perfectpain.com if you want to buy the book, available on Amazon and available in auto, audiobook too. But if you are a listener of this podcast, all you got to do is review this podcast and then message me and say, hey, I reviewed it, or if there's a way to contact you, I'll figure it out. Um, and you're going to get a book sent to you. You don't even have to leave your house. You're going to get a free book. Once a week, I'm doing this for the book Perfect Pain by Param Parastron. It's a great book. I want everyone to read it. I want to make this a bestseller and get the, the far of our bump, the singles-only bump. So buy it today or give us a review and get your free copy. And when you like it, 
Don't lend it to other people. Make them buy it too, because it supports this author and this journey. Perfect pain, par, par strong. Did so in up until that time. Then you did you have any long term relationship with guys though? Yeah, I mean, I dated a guy for like a year and a half in college, but like we never said I love you. Like it was very much like he was in a frat, I was in a sorority. We went to all the events we were supposed to go to. Mm -hmm. Like it was. It's just like it's. Did he know you think? No, I don't think so. I think it's like it's so much easier than people realize to just live on the surface of life. Like to just like live on the surface to just do the things that you're supposed to do to just go through the motions of like oh I'm a woman I'm supposed to be with a man. You know it's so how society is set up to just kind of set you down that path. You know like how easy was it like. I just joined a sorority and then like every week they have events that help you date guys like every right. single week. <laughs> with, did you come out to anyone in your sorority then after you had the conversation with a therapist or what? <laughs> um, I think there was some suspicion in my sorority because I was very much in love with my grand big at the time. Um, What's that? Your so when big. you get into a sorority, you are given like a big sister yeah. and then they kind of like show you the ropes and give you right. presents. And then so their big sister <laughs> is your grand big. Oh, yeah. And, da- oh, we yeah. call it pledge dad. Or I, just, I had like a very non. I was in a fraternity. We didn't have that. I was it was called DU. OK. Yeah. We're really good. Nice. <laughs> uh, OK. So, so your grand you had a crush on her? Yeah, I had like a like a debilitating crush on her. <laughs> Did she look like Mariska? Oh, like not really. <laughs> not like I guess the coloring was similar in hindsight, but that wasn't the appeal. <laughs> I was <laughs> I guess she was pre-law. I guess there's some similarities, but <laughs> So what okay, so you after law that's in law school that's when you what did you do then that's how did you address this? So the first year of law school I was just so depressed. I was like miserable. I had just kind of like gone through the motions of being like my whole life like I'm just supposed to be a lawyer like my parents chose my name because it sounded like a lawyer's name and so I was just like I was so out of touch with myself in so many ways like I hadn't really stopped to ask myself about my sexuality or like what career I wanted and so I ended up in law school day one I'm like I don't know what I thought this was going to be but it's not (laughs) it's not for me Mm -hmm. and so I get through the first year of law school and I dropped out um I dropped out and I moved to Massachusetts and um I I started to like finally think about like what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do comedy and um, and just live a different type of life. I watched all of the episodes of Law and Order SVU, like hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of episodes of Law and Order. Just looking for and clues <laughs> to see if she was she was maybe interested in women or what? It, it was, or I was for law. I was trying to figure my sexuality out, and right. like Law and Order SVU was my tool for doing that. It was like, yeah, it was. It's so. But by the end of but the she's series, not even in every scene, right? Like you just like you're like fast forwarding and like pausing. No, I wasn't doing anything weird. Okay, okay. aside from no, just I don't mean like sexual. I'm just saying like. <laughs> You were like uh, like watching her and you were just waiting for her to show up on the show. Yeah, it's kind of like having a crush on someone, you know, and you're just like rooting for them. Like right. cause every episode, like she's having some sort of struggle. Like, I've only seen like three episodes. So, oh, so my I don't God. Really oh know. there are like thousands. Thousands. And no, I know. Yeah. But every episode I had, in, like, she each is an, episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was like research. It was just like, am I gay? Like each episode I'd start watching it and I'd be like, I don't know how much do I care about her well-being? Would I support her career in this situation? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, do I still find her attractive when she's sweating? Like, yeah, it turns out I do. Like, because like you have all these weird thoughts. Like if I was gay, I'd still be attracted to like women when they're like, when they don't look beautiful, you know? And like, right. and like, I think you carry so much insecurity about yourself. Like, I don't like the way I look half the time. How could I be attracted to another woman? Right. And then you realize like that it, it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> you know, you right. just, 
it's so much projection of your own like the love you're withholding from yourself is what you end up projecting on like your whole life but you had this you had this like feeling where you did you have anyone you could talk to about it other than like talking to the TV, I guess. It took me a really long time to to talk to anyone about it because that first therapist I went to that I told you about, yeah, she actually, um, she told me that I that gay wasn't a thing, like that. I was, are you serious? Yeah, she told what? me that I couldn't it, be gay. This is in North Carolina. This was in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, actually. yeah. Oh, wow. Which, yeah, you think of it being a little more secular. Why, wait, but, why could why what what does that mean? She she said that um she said that I wasn't gay or even bisexual that I probably just hadn't received enough love from my mother. Come on, <laughs> yeah. So is she, yeah, is she was, a nun? No, it was like a very like yeah. This is why practice, free but. healthcare doesn't work. No, I'm yeah, just no, it was yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah, there's like there's a lot of like insecurity and a lot of like questioning that goes on, and that's also like a big part of why kind of moving from identifying as lesbian to like non-binary pansexual, maybe I don't sure. Pansexual is um, what the one sounds like yeah. that you are. Yeah. But what, what, but when you were, uh, after the therapist, did you have anyone else to like, be like, okay, I think, I think that I'm, I really didn't. I think like, I didn't really open up to anyone about it until I was, um, I I moved back to North Carolina to finish law school. And then when I moved back there, I was like, I'm ready to like be the person that I, that I am. Mm -hmm. And so I opened up to my friend, um, about it in like a nightclub. (laughs) We were like dancing and it was like so loud. And I was like, this is the moment. Like, this is the moment to have a serious conversation. (laughs) How did she, how did she take it? Oh my God. It was, it was fine. It was like so humorous in hindsight. Because I'm like yelling, like I think I'm bi, and okay. she's like, "What?" And I'm like, I, "I gay, I guess." And she's like, "What did you say? I didn't Does hear she you." Know? And like she said that she didn't know, but it made sense. Um, right. And she was super supportive. And she had her brother was gay, and they grew up in the South, and so she had to deal with a lot of stuff like yeah. that. So I was really glad. Like once I opened up to her, I was like, "I'm just out. I'm just in this," and um, and it was so easy. But yeah, what about your parents? They kind of figured it out over time and then like did end up um, end up like asking me about it point blank. And, and so and they've since met like the women that I've dated and stuff. So, so they're cool. With it. Yeah, I'd say at this point they are kind of over freaking out about stuff like that. Like we I have two sisters and we've both given them so much stress that they're just, <laughs> <laughs> there's we, I'd have to do something a little more extreme than dating a woman at this point, I think, to get a rise out of my parents. Are your sisters straight? Uh, yeah. OK. You talk about it in your comedy. Um, you have a couple funny like bits about them asking about you guys having kids or something. Right. <laughs> being like, so let's talk about how that would work. Like, yeah, I think that's my mom's thing. Is like she doesn't really care who we're with as long as they treat us well and give her grandchildren. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> do you do you want to get married and have kids? Is that something that's on your agenda? I wouldn't say it's on my agenda. I think like everything else in life, I'm open to it. Okay. You know, if if it happens and it's what feels right in the moment, like I'll, I'll think about it. But I think a big part of why I'm not like usually very gung ho about relationships is I kind of, I guess I kind of treat relationships like, um, like study hall in middle school (laughs) where it's like, we're just going to get together and like be independently together. You know, like we're both working on different things at different paces. We're just like in the same room, enjoying each other's company while we like live our own lives. That's a hell. I think that's a very healthy way to look at it. It's hard to find. It's like, and it sounds great, right? It sounds great when I say it, but then like in the nitty gritty of like actually being in a relationship, it, and all of a sudden you're having to like, having like carve out time for yourself and like, and like defend your reasons for like wanting time to do your own thing. And it's like, oh, this isn't like, it's not, 
it's not what people assume, you know, it's like, well, you it's, have to it, make that space for yourself. It's a, it's a discussion when you, when you say that you treat it like study hall, is that something that you would discuss it with, with your partners or it's just kind of like, it just ended up becoming that. No, it's what I want. Like, that's yeah. my ideal is like, I want to be like two independent people together, like just working to support each other and being the best versions of our individual selves. That's what this whole podcast is about. Yeah. You, when I retire the podcast, you can take it over and explain <laughs> this theory to everyone. You that's, can take it over. It's, yeah. And it's just hard to find someone who's like secure enough and who yeah. wants that too. Was that ultimately kind of what happened in this last relationship that that was tough to... I think I don't think that's necessarily what happened. Like my partner has always been really supportive of me, but I do think that I got to a place where I, I think for a long time I needed other people to make me feel safe and to make me feel supported. And I think I got to a point this year because I've been doing so much work on myself where all of a sudden, like I was the safest person for myself to be around. Like I was happy and content and complete with myself and it felt like once I didn't need anything from anyone else, like once I had everything I needed within myself, it was just kind of like a gift to myself to, to be single, to like Mm -hmm. have that independence and that autonomy. And I think we spent a lot of time trying to carve out enough space for each, for each of us to try to be independent within the relationship. But when you've been in a relationship for two years and a lot of structures are already built, a lot of like um, your habits and stuff are already existing. It can just be hard to like, to just all of a sudden shift and be like, okay, we're like two separate people with Mm -hmm. like boundaries and and lives and different ambitions now. Yeah. And so it almost felt like this will be easier to like support each other in this transition as friends. You think you'll stay friends? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Did you, uh, before your two year relationship, did you have a break where you were, uh, you did have that independence where you weren't in a, in a, in a yeah. relationship how long was that a couple months like we okay. tried all sorts of so things so you go yeah. you haven't gone a long period of time where you've just been single to work on yourself exactly and like the times in the past when i have been single i haven't been in this like headspace of like i'm really fine on my own yeah. i've been in more of a headspace of like i better get out there i better mingle i better meet right. someone um and now it's like wow it's it's actually kind of really exciting to be like i have this like whole life that i can do whatever i want with um which you know it's always the case but for some reason all of a sudden it feels very new and it mm-hmm. and it feels like it's very much mine to do what i want with and that is really exciting are you going to go uh on apps and stuff eventually is that something you think you need to do or do you, I don't First, even know I like, sounds like you don't yeah you just gotta <laughs> get on a fucking go ride chair yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I went on tinder for like a couple days after like the the breakup initially you know I think that's like such a normal thing to do like just to remind yourself that there are like other people out there and um I talked to a bunch of people who I, I didn't end up following up with you know it was what like, do you do for that are you are you matching with women yeah, or how, do you put, how would you put I, I tried both and okay. I think what I realized is like apps have never really worked for me just because I'm such like a energy person I like I'm, I'm kind of like you you know you know if, if someone's in or out within a minute and I'm kind mm-hmm. of like I know pretty much as soon as I meet you if there's a spark here or not and, and it's harder for me to gauge that on an app and so it was feeling like I'm spending all this time talking to this person and I show up and their energy is just like butt energy <laughs> like it's yeah. not vibing right. with me at all well, so. Tinder's uh, that's definitely not the place to to do uh, the apps thing to get it. But there are other ones where you get you. There's enough out there. It's like like Hinge, for example. They have a biography essentially about the person, and there's enough pictures where you can't. I don't want to say you can feel that energy, but you're like you get a vibe of what yeah. they're about. Because look, you have five pictures to put up. If if you're putting up five pictures of you 
with your friends, with like all the clothes you own to go skiing. Like you clearly are not comfortable. And a picture of like the skyline, it's like that's, you know, you're not um, putting yourself out there yet. So, but I do think, yeah, but um, I agree with you that for you, I don't think it's going to, you don't even need the apps. Um, No, I'm like, let's just see what the universe throws at me. Right. (laughs) Do the apps have the function? So is, can you only like search for men or women? There's no like, I think there's both. Tinder has a non-binary option. They do. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you can choose wait like which group of matches you want to show up and like if you want to be non-binary but only show up when people search for men you can do that or if only show up when people search for women you can do that which i thought was really cool so what's the difference between non-binary and pansexual so non-binary relates to gender so it's saying like i don't choose to um or i don't identify with like the being a female or being a male like one of these two binary genders constructs um that are kind of assigned to you at birth and um pansexuals when you're just attracted to yeah it's orientation based so like you're sexually attracted to not necessarily any like any you're not just attracted to men or just attracted to women you could be attracted to non-binary people or trans people or you know like non-cisgendered people as well um so it's just like it's very open and i i do like um Janelle Monae came out as non-binary and pansexual and that was like a real game changer for me because I think she's amazing and um I watched her her album like a million times her visual album because it was just like speaking to my soul so I highly recommend it to anyone who <laughs> wants to listen to it what or, was, sorry what was her name I didn't Janelle Monae or, okay um do you um well now I forgot what I was gonna say because I wrote down Janelle Monae because <laughs> I was like um are you um Oh, I was going to tell you this. There's a guest we had who was uh, bisexual. Well, is non-binary and bisexual, those are overlapping, I So guess, they're too. different. So non-binary is how you identify your gender. Like, um, I, I'm not female. I'm not male. Right. I'm non-binary. And then bisexual is um, your gender female. is irrelevant. It's just who you're attracted right. to. So you're attracted to both men and females, and but like not necessarily non-binary people. So you're not bisexual then? You're I non-binary. I wouldn't consider myself. Got it. Because we had a guest on who was bisexual, and on the apps, she was on Tinder. She would do women, and on Bumble, she would do men. men so she wouldn't have to. It's good no, to hedge the your other bet. way around. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> make the system work for you. Or no, I'm sorry. She would do Bumble uh, women because she didn't want to make the first move, and then oh, Tinder, clever. she would do men. So they would and make the first move. She so said she, she never would get had hit to, up by couples a lot, yeah, right? right? Oh right, right. gosh, yeah. That's why I quit Tinder the first time. Like I tried it. Yeah. couples are reaching out and they're sneaky they're so sneaky it's like yeah. this hot girl will just message you out of Unicorns, nowhere right yeah and she like has like a bio that just like she <laughs> it looks like a normal single like girl and it, it's like oh just like looking for love and you're like talking for like two days and then she's like by the way i'm in bed with my man right now and we'd like love a third and you're like what <laughs> like, i have a friend who uh she does that where she has her boyfriend there they're uh in a open relationship and then she just goes on tinder and finds these women and then i think it's, i think you need to be open about it like i think i think it's fine to do but, but she is being transparent about it she said that there's like a code word that's on her tinder mm. profile that i is guess that people the unicorn know code word? i don't know it's something along those lines like it's like i don't remember you but can't she put explained like the it to couple me. on the profile yeah picture. no it's just her and then but once you read the bio it's it's clear that that's what's going on but yeah, yeah like you said it, it is a bait and switch for yeah. sure <laughs> so i don't know i don't know um so um how long do you think you're gonna stay single this time are you gonna try to stay single i think so yeah. i think i'm gonna try to I stay single and open and just like see where that takes me 
just go on these lift rides. It sounds yeah. like it's working out for you. How like, what's your average like time of a lift ride that you have this much? Like, so almost all of these happened when connection. I was actually, when I was working for you downtown, Paul, because yeah. I was having, I was taking an Uber downtown say, every day. So it's like a 25 minute ride. Okay. Um, and yeah, that yeah, that's true. That's why you're like, I'm going to come in today. <laughs> like, I'm like, why are you so excited about that's, your ride? I'm on um, a roll. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you, um, so you don't do that. You can't do the share or what do you call it? The ride uh, share. Right. No, the um, group group. I could rides. do a pool. I mean, who knows? Pool, yeah, I could sorry. meet all sorts of people in a pool. <laughs> then all of a sudden it's going to be like, like a, an yeah. orgy. Right. right. Left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really maximize my options. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I think it's uh, that's an interesting way to. I, so um, other than this date, have you gone on any other dates? Um I've been on a couple of dates. Um, and my last, the last standups that I actually did was about a date that I went on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been interesting. How did you meet this other person? Through, um, I don't want to say. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So what would happen if one of you guys right now wanted to bring someone home? We couldn't. Okay. I mean, we could, but it would be just like a horrible, but isn't it? Mess. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. But isn't it just as bad too? Like if you don't show up one night and then you like stay over at someone else's? I mean, it's like a... It's like a subtle, it's not passive aggressive, but it's like, okay. Right. It's still disrespectful in a way, right? I guess. I, I mean, we're both, we both kind of travel a lot anyway. So I oh, guess right. it's like easier to, for it to like fly under the radar and maybe not notice. But um, I mean, it's, it's going pretty well so far. Like, yeah. and I think we always were like super good friends. We were always the closest as friends. And I think it was one of those things where it's like, we're such good friends. Like it makes sense to date, but now you guys that, are both in the same community too, right? right? With comedy and stuff. So right. that makes it a little harder too. Yeah. But it's we, good that you guys are friends. Absolutely. We like I have nothing but love for her. I want nothing but the best for her. And it's it's going really well. So do you think there's a chance you guys can just stay roommates and like not have to move <laughs> no. out? I mean, yeah, it's like it's it's something we've talked about, but well, they have a there's, dog, there's ultimately Paul. just I know. So what many are you gonna do with complications. The dog? Um I don't know. Well maybe he can get a license and drive back and forth between us. He's so big. What kind of dog is it? He's a brown lab Vishla mix. He's a massive I've seen pictures. Dog. He's cute, though. He's, he is cute. I love him a lot. He's a great dog. Did you guys get him together? We did. Oh, yep. that's hard. <laughs> yeah. Made, made a lot of good choices. Um, <laughs> but I don't think either of us would change getting the dog. He's pretty great. Well, we are, we are out of time, Marzen. Um, I definitely want to have you back on after you've been on a, a couple more uh, Uber and Lyft rides and see what, what happens. I mean, it would be kind of... You got to be careful, though, right? Like, if you keep getting asked out by all these, like, they're going to know each other, too, at some point, right? Do you they think all, drivers talk? I don't know. They all hang when, out. Well, the when, cab drivers. Where would they all, all hang out together? Know. Like, That's traffic? True. I think you're right. Well, yeah. no, late the at night, they all go to the DMV. The, um, no, the, uh, the, the um, it's like a cafe. Well, all the cab drivers go. It's like a mm. Indian cab drivers section on uh ashland or no on uh halstead i should find out Chicago. where this place is you should just, just go like, there go there yeah. i'm like i am your queen like- yeah. <laughs> it's mostly cab drivers but you because i have late hours i drive by there and like you you go there and there's 20 cabs and like lift hanging cars out. all just hanging out smoking so. cigarettes yeah i know what you're talking about it's on halstead in like chicago just north of chicago you it's like a, a bunch of speed cafe. Dates. yeah well where, where can people find you other than on lyft Oh, find me on Instagram at Love Mars. 
Love Mars, M-A-R-S. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks com- for coming on, Mars. I appreciate it. And, Thank uh, you for having me. This is so fun. Thanks, Maggie, for driving all the way here from Winnetka to come I to the show. I still live in the city, I know. Paul. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I'm I moving. appreciate it. And thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Please subscribe. Just smash that button, as the kids say. And uh, and uh, tell your friends. Review us. Bye. <laughs>